Well, hey, youth, what's going on? Oh, Welcome sorry. to Youth After Dark, episode 14. It's getting harder to keep up with the episode numbers now, but we're back. Episode 14. Tonight was an amazing night. We wrapped up our five hot nights. Free socks if you brought a friend tonight. Love that. Who doesn't love a good free pair of socks? Yeah, it was Fresh. awesome. There was, uh, I think... There over 35 new people. Tonight. Was there really? Wow. Yeah. I, I love fresh pair of socks, even though I constantly lose them. Move I think the dryer night. eats them. Yeah, we had a lot of... Yeah, it was move-up day. Shout-out to all the uh, sixth graders Moving going into seventh grade. Up. They're going to be a part of our youth ministry for many, many years to come. Love, love that. Amen. Six love years, actually. It. Right? Six years. You're going to be a part of our youth ministry for six but years. But maybe as leaders, who knows? Yes, it's, and become a leader. It's crazy. I always wondered why it was... Seventh graders, because in Virginia, you go into middle school in sixth grade. Oh, wow. And I just found out that middle school starts in seventh grade here. Yeah. Yes. That's wild. Really? Yeah. You're I don't too know. Young what, what about Georgia? Yeah. Is that the same ready. in Georgia? Sixth grade. You can't be ready for sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah, wow. sixth yeah, grade. Yeah, no, it starts seventh grade. Yeah, you guys are the weird ones, just to be that, clear. Okay, that's why I always said okay. that sixth grade <laughs> was like <laughs> sixth grade was like my worst year. Sixth grade, you're like a little baby. That's why Nick and his niece were saying, like, oh, yeah, sixth grade was the worst. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, worst. Top of the school. Like, Anything yeah. seventh grade was. Yeah, sixth grade, crushed, eighth grade, crushed. Train. And then 11th and 12th grade, crushed. 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 Anytime you're upperclassman. Actually, every year, crushed. Like how, I know. how small is that school if it's just seventh and eighth graders? Uh, Cleveland Middle School. Is itty bitty? My class is like 500. Sometimes it's in the same building, yeah. though. 550 oh, kids. Oh, is the high school? Yeah, it's like 1,000 people. Sometimes in the they're all in the same, yeah. the, like. Elementary just, and middle, sometimes in the same. How building. big was your class, Nick? Just imagine being like a seventh grader and you walk outside and you just see like seniors and you're just like, ay ay ay. How big was your you know class? Isn't that here? Class? That's what's happening. I have no idea. We <laughs> yeah, that we, is we graduated. No, because like they are unique coliseum. So the middle school and high school, uh, specifically at Cleveland at least, was. So the that experience schools. is yeah. really unique to like youth. They're yeah. they're here with the old kids, the old heads. Mm-hmm. We got cool. way off topic. Well, tonight was amazing. <laughs> way wow. off topic. We're school uh, not starting off on a good start. <laughs> Our royalty girls tribal leader Ellie spoke. Yes. Oh man, she crushed. Amazing. But the uh, I got a little nervous. Did, yes. Didn't you give there was her? A, there was a the, buzzword. You gave her like somewhat. The idea. Yeah, I. I. Or you inspired it. Maybe. Yeah, I inspired the idea. Yeah. I wanted. I think it would be really cool to talk about. I told them they could do this. I'm sorry. I was like. Yeah, they they okay. they're not hearing it on the pod. Yeah. Um. I gave her the idea of preaching on topic or uh, items that carried the presence of God in Scripture. Yeah. So like the ark and then the temple and just like unique things, Paul's cloak, you know, like uh, things like that. Uh, or was it his handkerchief? Was it? I think it was his cloak. His cloak. His cloak. And uh, everyone's like looking at me like, I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> read your Bible. Uh, <laughs> What's that a vine? And read your Bible. What is that from? I want a church girl that go to church and read your Bible. That's what it was. I don't know. That Ridiculous I video. If you know, you know. If you don't, I don't. You don't. Okay, it's a vine? Just roll it's it on the table. I'm just Shout out Vine, the original TikTok. V-I-A-Y. But uh, no, it was really good. It's just basically about how, you know, from the Levitical law, which mm. when you, she mentioned that, I was like, uh-uh. You know, that word is it, crazy. It's about to get a little dry in here. Yeah. And, and then she progressed right through it yeah, into uh, the New Testament, New Covenant Jesus, uh, you know, going to the cross and the curtain uh, in the temple being torn, which signified the, the presence of God uh, in filling all the believers. Yeah. And so uh, incredibly uh, powerful and a good reminder. Uh, she asks uh, a bunch of questions at the end, yeah. which I wish I had, but basically about... Um, you know, the significance of that, of carrying the presence of God and what you do with that from here, Mm -hmm. Um, that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and, uh, and just the importance of that. So it was a really good preach, good reminder. And uh, what'd you guys think? I think, I was going to say, I think a lot of times when we read, especially at Easter time, or just we read those verses about Jesus, you know, crying out and then the, the uh, temple, I was trying to think it's Holy of Holies temple rips in half. You're just, you kind of read it. And if you don't know, like she so greatly explained about what that meant and what that signified, 
that that was the place that they went for God's presence, that r- ripping of the temple signified that, like, you don't need that anymore. Jesus access. is everywhere. We had access all the time. So I feel like explaining that brings that story so much more. I remember, like, when I was in high school, I didn't really know what that meant. And then when I found out, I'm like, oh, that's amazing. That's so cool that, like, God would even do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the detail of ripping to yeah. signify, no, nah, we don't need the temple anymore is, uh-huh. like, I just love that. And right. I remember it being emphasized, too, that it was top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And it was not a human ripping it open from the bottom. No, yeah. It was God doing yeah. that yeah. from the top, which Just I always, this, like, I love that. That visual is, like, makes it so much more impactful when you know, you know, what she explained. Mm. Yeah, she Mate. did it beautifully. Mike. Oh, go my Bible gosh. I'll go Fiable. Maybe someone could go Sorry. Fiable, what else for the message? Is. I'm just prepping yeah, into our my next favorite part was the segment. My favorite part was, uh, was the fart jar. <laughs> that was it, really, incredible. really funny. That poor mom. If my son ever did that. Mm-mm. Oh, my there's, gosh. There's going to be somebody so watching kids, saying, what is the fart so jar? So many Real? young boys probably heard that and got some inspiration, I unfortunately. I will say my brother used to do cup of fart, and he would fart in his hand, and then he'd go like that. <laughs> and I promise it would smell. And it would literally cup of fart, and they would, like, do it. And it was so gross. <laughs> so I can kind of relate. I hear my son. I just, like, I don't remember, like, being in that stage as a kid. Maybe just I a little prankster? Farting in a jar. Farting you weren't a little prankster? Wild. They need to go listen I mean, to that. Definitely. They need to go listen to that. I don't, crazy crazy do. I don't know if I ever pranked my parents. Ever. I was like, be no, definitely afraid of them. Why would you ever do yeah. that? <laughs> Me too. Me too. I Not that I needed to be. It was just, like, just you depends. know what I'm saying? Prank my dad. No, I mean, no, 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 not Bob. Are you, are you kidding? Even not now, no, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be bad. No siri. <laughs> no siri. Uh, we're starting a new series next week. Cruise. cruise. I'm really excited. We're having cruise, cruise all month. All month. Every month. week at Youth will be a crew week. Love that. So I'm super excited about it. I think it will be good. All right, should we get into the topic at hand? Let's do it. Oh, we yes. need to. It's time. Tonight is a very, very important topic. It is a relevant topic to what is currently going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, tonight we are going to be talking about uh, abortions, um, everything from the recent uh, Supreme Court ruling uh, overturning Roe v. Wade. Um, to I don't I don't want to spoil it, but I think we just yeah. Let me walk through it first. Uh, first, yeah. I want to deal with it theologically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, as a Christian, we believe what we believe? Yeah. yeah. Always authoritative is the Word of God. Yep. Come I want to talk about our response to it briefly. I want to talk about how we go about this in the social media age, uh, maybe ask yourself some questions. Yeah. I want to talk about the uh, 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 specifics Mm -hmm. of Roe v. Wade, SCOTUS, and it being overturned, and then just how Christians carry um, carry, carry this out, what we do from here. Because I think right now... People are like, oh, we, we, you know, we won. The, the, it's overturned. That's great. Now what? But now it's time to be the church. Yes. Uh, and do. meet people where they're at and yeah. love yeah. them and, and show show Jesus to them. Yeah. So let me first just say, unapologetically, just so we're all clear kind of where we stand, I celebrate um, life. Yeah. Yeah. I am pro-life. Yeah. Yep. And I am happy that Roe v. Wade is overturned. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I don't think it should have ever been ruled within the Supreme Court. I, I think it's yeah. a, a crazy ruling to begin with to think that in the Constitution um, you could somehow say that's a constitutional right to right. abort a baby yeah. is absurd to me. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get there. I want to start theologically. I want to start uh, Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? Yeah. And then it said he created men and women, and he created them in his in His image and in his likeness. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's something significant about the image of God, the imago Dei, yeah. that humanity yeah. is unique in that we were created in the image of God and in his likeness, meaning that in some, I want to be really careful here because yeah. even saying this, I'm like, ooh, like mm-hmm. we're like God in a way. Yeah. We're not little gods. We're not God. Yes. Yeah. But we were formed in his likeness. Yes. Yes. And so we are the apple of his eye. I mean, a few weeks ago, we answered that question of what it means to be fearfully and wonderfully right. made, mm-hmm. meaning it was with awe and reverence. Yeah. Yeah. And that like 
implicitly and explicitly in Scripture. He, God is the, the main character, but he's dealing with people. His redemptive – he's not dealing with dogs and yeah. giraffes and, yeah. and oh, no, no, a story. Okay, you got me there. But uh, throughout the meta narrative of Scripture, it's humanity. Yes. And, like, when you see here – because I want to get back to the, the Imago Dei, and I don't want to leave really any room here. I'm not going to leave any room, I think, theologically. It's just a moth, Brooke. It's okay. <laughs> It was about that moth was I upset about your statement. Yeah, I don't want to leave any room here theologically. Yeah, I want that. us to be clear yeah. Yeah. that what the Bible says about this issue, this is not a political issue for us. Yeah. Mm, right. And like I said, I'm going to deal with some of that nuance when we get there. But the base foundation of this is that the Word of God is our authority, and the Word of God is clear on this, yeah. that it's we are for life. Yes. Yeah. We are for children. Yes. They are blessings. Yes. But real quick, uh, Genesis 5, verse 3. You might have not heard this verse before in a, your, uh, a pro-life push or theologically. We have Genesis 1. God made man in his image and his likeness. Man and woman he made. And Genesis 5, 3 says, when Adam had lived 130 years, he had a son in his own likeness, in his own image, and he named him Seth. That phrase in the Hebrew is the same as in Genesis 1. Meaning, it's not just Adam and Eve that were created in his image and in his likeness. It's you and it's me. Yeah. And it's all of us. It's good. Imago Dei, the image of God. Yeah. People have intrinsic value and worth. Yeah. And a sp- a specifically, the Bible has a voice to the voiceless and the yes. marginalized. Yes. Mm. And when it comes to truly the voiceless, yeah. the unborn, I believe that Christ, uh, Christians and our text, the Bible, is really clear in that we value life and life is valuable because we are created in the image of God. So yeah. I want to go through here um, 27 points. Oof. I said I'm not leaving any room here. None. No. I want to get through this. I want to talk about Roe v. Wade. I want to talk about some of the things going around on social media. Mm-hmm. One of them I really want to highlight is that ectopic pregnant yeah. argument. That yeah. is extremely near and dear to me yeah. as my wife had an ectopic pregnancy mm-hmm. um, about like six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And so that th- there's a lot of, I think, misinformation going around. Yeah. But all of that is secondary to what the Word of God says. Yeah. Let me just say this. Yeah. People who are like, oh, you don't argue with those religious nuts. They're just religious nuts. I am a religious nut. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a cra- I, <laughs> I am. I, I believe that, like, that, like we, uh, that Jesus Christ is who he says he is, that he was yeah. raised the light three days later. I believe in speaking in tongues. Yeah. I believe in the supernatural. I believe that people can be miraculously heal- healed. I am that crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. for someone who is not a Christian to look at me, if they were to just have a peek into my my private prayer life, they'd be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's an insane person. <laughs> okay? So I'm not going to act like yeah. this isn't rooted yeah. in my theological belief yeah. in a holy God. I've given my life to it. So I'm not going to act, but I do believe that the science is there to back us up. I think that's one of the reasons why it was overturned. Why in, in th- this ruling, people may not know this, but it was about 20 years in the making of kind of poking holes and wait a second. Yeah. I mean, even uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who sh- surely was a ver- pro-choice, yeah. saw that there was massive flaws in the ruling to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. And that constitutionally, it's not, we're, we're going to get there. I'm getting yeah. uh, 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 ahead way ahead of myself. Let's yeah. deal with it theologically <laughs> first. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. passion. The passion. <laughs> All right. You guys can stop me at any time and jump in. No, okay. you're good. I said, okay. I won't. Have at it. <laughs> all 27. It's like, all right. Let me have a, let me have a quick drink of water down. first. A little Fiji. One sip. Everyone knows the rules. At least it's not carbonated. Good job. There you go. He learned. He learned. I'm learning. No Yerbe's? <laughs> no, I've already had like three. So. Wait, are they caffeinated? Yeah, 100 milligrams. No, carbonated and caffeinated, yeah. Why would you be drinking that then by 9.30, 10 p.m.? Because he wants all the, the energy night. for the pot. It's into you the night, night, into, into the fight. fight. God, you know I will follow. Sorry. So Why are we singing that song, No Mas? <sighs> <laughs> no Mas. 
Bring we should. it back. It's a good one. I don't make sense. Bring it back. It's good. All right. That's let's good. dig into right. it. Uh, this is an excerpt from uh, Mark Driscoll, uh, Abor- Abortion. Mm-hmm. It's a new resource out book. I haven't read the whole thing, but I did get this excerpt from it. Uh, yeah. And so if you want to find this content, this is where I'm getting the content from. Uh, but let's walk through it. Chukwe, you good? Yeah, we're just going at it now. What did he say? I don't know. He's speaking in his English uh, accent. I hate he said, go fight, accent. I, go fight, bro. Go, no, he said, go fight for us. And point one. Point one. All right. Thank you for keeping me on track, my honor. All right, number one, God is pro-life. God's intent was that human beings would marry, have generations of children, and fill the entire planet with human life. That's Genesis 1.28. Number two, God is anti-death. Although God gave people the freedom to eat animals just a few verses prior in Genesis 9.3, he declares that human life is uniquely, uniquely sacred and to wrongly terminate human life is a capital offense. That's Genesis 9.6. All right. Do I have to deal with this now? Let me deal with it now. Already. Already. I'm just going to jump into it. I think one of the arguments that I think is really kind of rooted down, if if you can't see uniqueness and distinction in someone breaking into my house mm-hmm. and threatening my family's life, stealing from me, and me defending myself, uh, and, and may, maybe, that, maybe, I, maybe that person dies. I don't know. Maybe I yeah. shoot them. Right? Yeah. And... Killing an innocent child. Yeah. Right? If you can't see a uniqueness in those two distinctions. Yeah. An issue. Th- yeah, right? You yeah. should be able to see that there's something different there. And yeah. so right. in within Scripture, there is a distinction. Mm-hmm. Like, Romans says that the, the, the government carries the sword of righteousness or right. uh, the sword of justice. I'm sorry. Right. And so there is a distinction there when you read within Scripture of capital offense capital punishment and killing innocent lives right. or what's called murder. We're going to look at the original Greek actually yeah, here. Yeah. That's gonna, there's going to be a distinction there. All right, so let's see. Number three, God sees, the, God sees the unborn as children. Here, twin brothers wrestling in the womb are reported. Importantly, the word for children in this passage is the normal Old Testament word translated sons. That's Genesis 5, 4, 7, and 10. Proverbs 7, 7, 1. This Hebrew word appears over 4,900 times in the Old Testament and is translated son, sons, or children. Mm. That's Genesis 25, 22. It says the children struggled together with her, within her, and she said, if it is thus, why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord. Number four, God's people are pro-life and practice civil disobedience. The godless Egyptian government commanded infanticide of the Hebrew boys, but godly pro-life women practice civil disobedience and are honored by God for doing so. That's Hebrews eleven twenty-three. Uh, number five, murder is a crime in the list of the Ten Commandments. God is clear that murder is both a sin against him and a legal crime in the Sixth Commandment. Some people wrongly translate the word Hebrew word, uh, found here as kill, which would relate to taking of a, any human life. However, the original Hebrew word is best translated murder, which is taking of innocent life, such as an unborn child. One Bible dictionary says this, prohibi- the, 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 this prohibition of murder upholds the idea that human life holds value because God created humans in his image. While the translation kill is not technically improper, the term is better translated as murder since capital punishment is mandated in both Noahic Covenant and in Exodus, Exodus 19.30, 21.14, 32.27, and Deuteronomy. The relation between human beings and the image of God essentially equates murder with the killing of a god. Exodus 20.13, you shall not murder. Number six, a preborn child has legal rights. The first five books of the Old Testament are called the books of the law because they provide the legal framework for God's old covenant uh, old covenant people. Number seven, it is demonic to kill your children in the days of the Old Testament. God's people were surrounded by nations that sacrificed their own children to demon gods, which was abhorrent to God. Therefore, they were forbidden from terminating the life of their children. That's Leviticus 18.21. Number eight, physicians uh, should not tear apart what what the great physician has knit together. Mm, In our church, I was speaking to a medical doctor who explained he entered the uh, medical school as an atheist and exited as a Christian. He explained that studying 
the incredible uh, intrinsic of human life beginning in the womb brought him intricacies. Intricacies. Now I knew, I knew. Brought him to believe that there is a <laughs> loving and living God who created us. Today, he is a pro-life doctor who wow. says that uh, physicians should not tear apart the womb. Wow. What the great uh, physician has knit together in the womb. That's Job 10, 11 through 12. God works in the womb. Human life comes from God who makes us in our mother's womb. The Bible repeatedly clear on this point without equivocation. That's Job's 31, 15. Number 10, a preborn child is known by God. In this reflection back on the wonder of life, we are told that babies are dependent upon their God from their mother's womb through their birth and into their adult life. That's Psalm 71, 6. Number 11, children are blessing. Uh, life is a blessing, and having new life added through birth is a blessing from God, who is a living God and source of life. Life is cherished by God's people. That uh, barrenness brings deep grief and is common throughout patriarchs, including Sarah, Rebecca, uh, and Rachel. Uh, that This is just a massive thing there of that God wants people to have children. Yeah. Um, barrenness is not something that is celebrated. Mm. Children are celebrated. Yeah. Children yeah. are sought as blessings. It's Psalms 127, 3 through 5. Number 12, God knows us from the womb long before ultrasounds allowed us to peer into the mystery of life in the womb. God who sees and knows all uh, reports that he knew us and knit us from our mother's womb with our body and soul made wonderfully by him. That's mm-hmm. Psalms 139, 13 through 14. To hate life is to hate the living God. God is the father of life and Satan is the father of murder. Jesus says, uh, John eight forty four. all who love God love life and all those who hate God love death. That's Proverbs eight thirty six. Number 14, a preborn child has a soul. There is admittedly a debate as to when a physical body receives a spiritual soul. Since the soul is unseen, it is not surprising that the answer to this question is a mystery. This is precisely what the this section of scripture says. As God also knows what one thing is sure, we are told that a body in the womb has a soul in their body. That's Ecclesiastes 11.5. God calls us from the womb. From the womb, God sees us as a person who is known by him, set aside for a destiny in our life, and expected to be born to fulfill his will for our lives. God is clear that he knows us long before we know him, and his relationship with us, us starts in our mother's room. That's Jeremiah 1.5. Fiji break. Okay, number 16. Killing children is not from the mind of God. Theologians are fond to speak of God's omniscience, which means that God uh, alone is all-knowing. Here, God tells his people that taking the innocent lives of their own children is not an idea that they received from him and is literally a godless thing to even think, let alone do. Mm. That's Jeremiah 7, 31 uh, through 32. Uh, Number 17, this is this is what I, I went through some of these in the leaders meeting and I was like came across this one and I was like, Whoa. <laughs> um when sex is a demonic religion, children are the sacrifice. What God creates, Satan counterfeits. In Christianity, Jesus is the Son of God who came to earth to die for our sins. In a demonic counterfeit religion that worships sex, the worshippers sacrifice their own sons and daughters to demons. Hmm. That's Ezekiel sixteen, twenty through twenty one. I want to pause here for a second. The idea of justice, which is so prevalent in our society today, stems out of Judeo-Christian values. Mm. The image of God, that people have intrinsic worth and value. This is not an idea from pagan religions or Syrians or anything that you see within Scripture. This is uniquely and distinctly Judeo-Christianity of that people are created in the image of God and that's why they have value and worth. And that's why issues of justice matter. Yeah. Number 18. Evil governments take the life of children. In the days when Jesus was born, the godless government ruled uh, by a demonic dictator wanted to kill Jesus, and so he sent out a decree to terminate the lives of Hebrew baby boys. God's people have always been pro-life, and demonic governments have always been pro-death, especially of God's people. The government changes from age to age, but the demons do not, and today these same demons are pushing the agenda through new governments. That's Matthew 2, 16. Number 19, Jesus 
so loves children that he associates with their sufferings. Throughout his ministry, children gathered around Jesus because he loved them, blessed them, and was safe for them. Of course, Jesus uh, can and does save us from any and every sin. But for those who reject Jesus and harm children, there is judgment and justice from Jesus. That's Matthew 18, 5 through 6. Number 20. What you really think about Jesus is revealed in how you treat children. The way we think about Jesus is reflected in how we treat children. According to his own words, Jesus so identified with children that to reject them is to reject him. Any Christian who is not pro-life is not pro-Jesus. The mm-hmm. strong strong uh, statement there, but that comes out of uh, Mark nine thirty six through 37. Number 21, children are a blessing uh, to be blessed. Uh, that's Mark 10, 16. Number 22, children can be born again before they, they are born. John the baptizer had a name calling destiny and the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. This is an incredibly clear and undeniable, pro- undeniable proof that life begins in the womb. That's Luke 1, 15. Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ is Mary's son from her womb. That's Luke 1, 26 through 38. Uh, number 24, John the baptizer is Elizabeth's son from her womb. Elizabeth is overjoyed after a lifetime of barrenness. She is given the blessing of becoming the mother of John the baptizer. Even though John is not yet born, he has been conceived, and God declares her unborn child her son through the angel Gabriel. That's Luke 136 through 37. Number 25, children can worship from the womb. When Mary and Elizabeth came together, the boys in their bellies were Jesus Christ and John the baptizer. When John came near the presence of Jesus Christ, even from his mom's tummy, he recognized and responded to the presence of God in worship. This may wow. indicate that sometimes when a baby is active in their mother's womb, they may be worshiping God as well. That's wow. Luke 141, wow. 44. Number 26, God came to earth uh, through Mary's womb. When Jesus Christ entered a human history, he could have uh, shown up at any age. Jesus says, chose to come as an unborn baby to begin life on earth in Mary's womb and to be birthed as we as well as we are nothing could be more honored than the sacred gift of life from the womb than coming of Jesus in Jesus Christ in this very way that's Luke 2:12:16 number 27 last one children in and out of the womb are the same to God the medical doctor Luke writes more of the New Testament than anyone. The, writes more of the New Testament than anyone. The Holy Spirit, who knows life in the womb, says the following through Doctor Luke, who uses the same Greek word in every verse below. Luke one forty one. When Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby John the Baptizer leaped in her womb. Luke one forty four. The baby John the Baptizer in Elizabeth's womb leapt. For joy, Luke 2.12, you'll find a baby Jesus wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger. goes on, Luke 2.16, Luke 18.15, Acts 7, verse 9. Um, I, I think throughout all those verses, verses um, and throughout just the whole meta-narrative of Scripture, it's pretty clear that the biblical view of unborn children is high. Yeah. It's sacred, yeah. and they have the same value and worth as any other person. Yes. Yep. I need to have another drink. So good. Okay. Did we deal with it theologically enough? I think you hit I all the I think you bases. literally hit. I don't even. Yeah. There's nothing else. So good. No other okay. points to bring up. Okay. So let's talk about um, the issues of, of, of Roe v. Wade, hmm. uh, it being overturned. If you don't know what the Supreme Court is, the Supreme Court's uh, only job is to uphold the Constitution of the United States. They are not a legislative branch. Mm. There's three unique yeah. branches in our government, the legislative body, the executive branch, and the judicial v- branch, mm-hmm. right? The executive branch is the president. The legislative branch is Congress and the Senate. They write the laws. And then the, the judicial branch, they interpret the law, right? Yes. The Supreme Court is the highest Uh, of the uh, judicial, they uphold the Constitution of the United States and our inalienable rights from God. Mm. What Roe v. Wade said is that abortion is permitted in the Constitution. That was just overturned. Yes. Because I don't think the framers, when they were writing the Constitution, were thinking about that or writing it. Uh, I believe it's from the 14th Amendment, which is about privacy. I don't know how how they how they worked that how they worked that out, yeah. but 
Um, so that that so now it goes back to the states. Now yes. each state gets to legislate on uh, abortion and yeah. whether uh, whether pro life, pro choice. You get a vote now in this. So yeah. p- people who are saying it's it's tyranny or, or anything like that. It's actually more uh, more democracy, right? Yeah. Uh, because now people actually vote on it. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. it goes back to the states. It's called yeah. federalism, yeah. and it's what makes the United States of America unique in that yeah. it is not a uh, one government overall right. ruling out of Washington D.C. We have our own state and local governments mm-hmm. that also have autonomy, which you know, like I said, it gives us more of a, a, a de- democratic democracy uh, in effect. So yeah. th- there are a few things I want to I want to uh, walk through real quick. I want to start here though, and just being like, I want your feedback on this because I want I want people to ask themselves questions if they're posting on this mm-hmm. on their social media page. I want to I want to ask you like why and why not. I think that's a good question to ask yourselves, not specifically you two, but the listener. Of hey, why am I posting on it? Because am am I not posting on it because I'm afraid of what people will think about me? Mm. I'm afraid I'm going to offend people. Mm-hmm. Hold up. We're going to offend people. Yeah. yeah. Our message is you're a sinner and you need to repent. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's offensive. Yeah. It's offensive. Now, yeah. we say it differently. Of yeah. course. But at the end of the day, every Wednesday night, when someone stands on the platform and goes, hey, you actually, you made a lot of mistakes. You sinned against a holy, just God. The only way that you get saved is not by anything that you t- you can do. Right. You yeah. actually make things worse. You need to submit your life to Jesus Christ, repent, and go, hey, I'm not following after what I have. I want to yeah. follow after what you have. Yeah. Our message is offensive. Yeah. Okay? Yes. And it is God that works and moves in people's lives. It is the Holy Spirit that transforms lives. And so our job is to to, to, to preach the truth, to stand on the gospel, and, and, and to walk out in love and grace and compassion and empathy and to be Christians. And so I... I don't think Christians need to be silent. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that like, I I and I think it's individual. I think you know if you want to post on it and you 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 feel convicted and your conscience is telling you, hey, man, I I need to say something about this issue. Yeah. This is a, a tragic issue. Mm-hmm. Like this, like I like we said theologically, I it is a tragic issue. I think it yeah. is one of those things that we look back in thirty, forty years, and we will be embarrassed that this was federal law. Somehow through the through the through the uh, Supreme Court making yeah. it a constitutional yeah. right, I think we'll look back and we'll be embarrassed by it. Yeah, because like I said in the beginning, not only is this deep rooted in my religion, in my belief in Jesus Christ, it is also I think scientifically one of those things where as science and ultrasounds, I mean we've all been in the ultrasounds where we're looking at a baby in the belly yeah. and we're going, Oh my gosh, I, uh, you know, and we've all been there, you know, yeah. w- watching a baby be born. And so uh, I think science will catch up and we'll be able to go, Hey, uh, I generally believe that. Yeah. But I also want to make sure like, you know, I, I was just sharing when I was in uh, high school, I, I don't want to, say too much here but someone in my class had an abortion Mm. and I remember like the the hurt and the pain that she was going through yeah and so for every person who's who's had an abortion I want them to know that there's grace and there's forgiveness yeah Yeah. and that like we're covered in the blood of Jesus Christ and he forgives our sins yeah and so yeah this is a very real topic that we we very much like I said I I celebrate the overturning of that yeah yeah um but I also go hey you know, like we were saying uh, earlier, I was like, man, I, when I found out I was having twins and I've already had two kids, I was like, oh, my God. You know, like yeah. it was heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like intense. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got like, two car seats. I got a new car. And I had to buy all this formula, all this food, all these yeah. wipes, double yeah. diapers. I know how expensive kids are. And I was kind of like, and I, I have a, like a job and I yeah, have a yeah. good, like, good family. And so to think that somebody in that position yeah. who doesn't have a good job, doesn't come from a good family, yeah. is faced with that reality 
I think grace, compassion, empathy, love, it doesn't change the truth of the gospel and what we stand yeah. on of the word of God, which is our ultimate authority, but that should lead us to love yeah. and yeah. be kind yeah. and be gracious and be caring. And that's what I love about our church is our church like partners and like actually partners with with uh, with with uh, choice of the choice heart. Of the heart. Yeah, yeah, advocacies groups and, and people that actually meet people where they're at. And so yeah. I love being a part of our church. Anyway, I'm, <laughs> I'm sidetracked here. I think there's a lot going on on social media right now. And I just think using wisdom and discernment. I, I'm not a social media guy. I'm not on. You guys told me everything that's going on on social yeah. media. I so, honestly haven't been on much either. Just So, I, you know, which I'm like, I, I believe, like, Christians should occupy spaces. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like the same reason we're, we're on, like, TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. It's yeah. like. I just don't think, what, what are the options? Either we step into it, we be the light, we be the salt, we bring truth, we bring love, or yeah. what, we just retreat? And it's like, no, I think God calls us into things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm not being like, I'm not on it. I'm like, I, pro- I probably should be on it. You know? <laughs> but, but, uh, You're not missing much. No, yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> not eh. much good. Yeah. Arguably. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But for the reason you're saying. Yeah. So I want to, maybe I'll just deal with two things. How are we looking on time? We're running long here. A little bit. A little bit. Thanks for the honesty, Pete. Oh, God, he's going to make me do math. Oh, wow. Okay, so we're running late here. Okay. All right. Uh, we're over 30 <laughs> minutes already. Okay, so let's, uh, let me just deal with a few things. The, the whole gun thing, real quick, I just want to, because that's kind of like a red herring argument that I'm like, yeah. that, that, that's, like, I'm, uh, I think you need to explain what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. That, so on, on social media, people are like, oh my gosh, you know, we're, 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 we're outlawing abortions, but, you know, we're just pumping guns and, and guns. And right. Like, and these issues are, are like, they're not, they're, <laughs> they're getting pumped through and the yeah. Supreme Court's like fine with guns yeah. but like again if you understand the role of the supreme court yeah. and like i said i think it's a red herring argument that's going to deflect and be like hey look but look at this issue here yeah. um but the constitution like there's an amendment about guns yeah like <laughs> the second literally the, the second, second one, one. Yeah. so but and there's not about abortion yeah and so when it comes to the supreme court the supreme court should be dealing with issues of guns yeah. and i'm not saying like pro or or against but like if those issues come up in the supreme court that's because it's in the constitution yeah, yeah. right the Abortions aren't. Yeah. And so it that is not the same conversation that we're having. We're yeah. we're talking on different pages right now because we're talking about SCOTUS and 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 uh, 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 judicial processes within the Constitution. And so, like I said, I don't believe the framers of the Constitution were thinking mm. about abortions when they wrote the Constitution. Yeah. So I, I think it's a bit of a red herring argument. I think they're just trying to deflect, and they're trying to be like, well, you actually don't care about life, and, and that's just not true. Yeah. I think anytime it gets down to, like, name-calling and being like, oh, well, you're just you're a murderer, and you just want to take away people's rights, and it's like, wait, right. what, are we, what are we talking about? Yeah. Like, how are we getting to this, this yeah. spot, right? Like, w- if we're talking about an issue, let's have a conversation about an issue. This is, this is a mature conversation to be had yeah and if it devolves into name calling and accusations i just think we've lost it then we've kind of lost that thread um you know it needs to be a mature conversation that's respectful and honest and so um there's one other thing that i want to bring up that topic pregnancy Mm. And to say that women who have ectopic pregnancies are just going to bleed out and die, and basically this is just going to kill women all over the place. I just think it's it's rhetoric and it's insanity. Yeah. And my my wife had an ectopic pregnancy six years ago, mm-hmm. and she almost it almost killed her. Yeah. And it wasn't because this was six years ago. This isn't abortion post Roe v. Wade. This is six years ago yeah. in which doctors made massive mistakes on those doctors. They, they thought, oh, you're just pregnant. Oh, this is just how it goes. And April's like, my wife's tough, dude. Yeah. Like, she's tough. She doesn't, doesn't. She is tough. She's very tough. She doesn't get sick when she's yeah. in pain. She just kind of rolls through it. And so I'm like, okay, this is a real issue here. And so I'm w- watching her lose color in her face, literally dying in, in bed next to me until they realize, okay, this is an ectopic pregnancy. Luckily, some doctor came in and was like boss mode took care of it, you know, nurses everywhere saved her life. But I know there's that story that's trending, 
and this, it, it's so indicative of our culture yeah. that an experience now just becomes the rule. Yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. not the case, and yeah. we we love that that it, this anecdotal story is now oh this is going to happen everywhere women are yeah. going to die and there's that kind of rhetoric that's like what hold on again all this that happened was is get passed back to the states right and so if you're fired up about it whatever mm-hmm. then go vote yeah because now it's more de- more democratic there's more democracy right. here. And so just to be and so listen, there will be legislators that are going to carve out laws and they're going to write laws and they're going to vote on laws. And you're going to be able to vote for those people who write those laws. Right. And so but to, to use that rhetoric that you're going to die now is so insane to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not helpful. And yeah. you may feel better after posting it. You probably don't. Yeah. But like it's not helpful and it's also not true. Not true. Yeah. It's not yeah. true. Yeah. And a topic pregnancy is not an abortion. And they don't believe that at hospitals. Like that's not that's not the case. Yeah. And so there's just that's just a, a lie, and it's, it bothers me a lot. Like I said, because I've been in the hospital. Right. I've been in the waiting room, you know, waiting for my wife to see if she's going to survive her ectopic pregnancy. Yeah. And uh, in no way was it ever communicated or doctor uh, any as uh, is, is, is an abortion. Right. Not even close. Yeah. And so there's that kind of rhetoric out there that's that's. Not helpful. Yeah. Just fear-driven, well, mm-hmm. feelings-driven. Just yeah. Well, that's why social media is social media, but people can just post whatever they want, and then people just run with it. So someone could just post an absolute, an absolute lie, just make something up, because yeah. people lie. Like, you know, there are people who are evil. Someone just makes up a lie, and then people are posting it like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this happened, where it's like, that's not true. <laughs> someone just made that up. Right. Like, there's right. no and, sourcing there at all. And if you have some letters next to your name... No offense, PhD. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> you know, you all, all automatically just but like uh, credentialed. Yeah. People with credentials who will lie and make right. stuff up. Right. So, um, like, you know, I got this one sent to me. They're not, not all, pro-life. They're pro-minimizing pro-min- women's rights. If they were pro-life, we'd, we'd, we'd have better gun control, universal health care, better support for homeless people and those who need uh, uh, in need. Don't be fooled by their jargon. Okay, let's just talk about, like, just a generalization of just, what, everybody who's pro-life? Everybody who's pro-life doesn't do anything about yeah. gun control, doesn't do anything about health care, yeah. and that none of them support homeless people. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's every – all of us. Yeah. I've never – and that's it. We're done. You know, I've never yeah. helped a homeless guy before. Yeah. I haven't? Right? Like, what are we talking <laughs> yeah. about? There's this, yeah. ki- there's this kind of rhetoric, though, that goes around to be like, oh, you don't – oh, so you're just assuming now I don't care about – life because i care about unborn life yeah no no, that's like that that's just not true and it's not helpful yeah and those accusations Mm -hmm. like i said they don't further conversations and they certainly don't make me reclusive to be like this person just posted this yeah and now i well let me self-reflect on this change my mind yeah Yeah. wait what you're just hurling accusations at me that i don't care about humanity yeah when i do also has to be noted that this is literally a tweet (laughs) yeah (laughs) not like a published article just Someone's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the conversations you're saying, you're not gonna find those on Twitter. Yeah, you know? Right. Like don't yeah. don't be thinking that's where you're gonna like put your stake in the ground and like right. change a mind. It's just right. furthering whatever you already believe. Hundred yeah. percent. And what worries me is like are we are we like and like I said, I, I do believe this issue is one of those issues that is absurd. Just the fact that this has been a con- a constitutional right in my mind is what how how did we get here? Yeah, like how are we talking about a abo- like murdering children? Yeah. yeah, as a constitutional right. That's crazy. Um, I believe that eight weeks, uh, a baby can suck his thumb. You can hear the heartbeat. Yeah, heartbeat. Ten weeks. Their own DNA. Ten weeks. You can find out the gender. Ten weeks. You could find out the gender. That just show like that the fact that like knowing that God would um, knitted them in the room, knew them before He created. You know what I mean? Like Like, knew the gender, knew the purpose. Like it's just mind blowing. The fact that you could like look at that and think that that's just like a lump of cells is. Beyond me. When you go on ultrasound, you can see it's a baby. (laughs) Right. So, so, so I say that in saying, like, if you post about it, like, all right, I, 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 like, I, yeah, you know, if you, you post about issues of justice and causes, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, like this is, I, this for me is 
like the issue. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and I mean that quite like I won't vote for you. And I live in New Jersey. We live in New Jersey, meaning like both parties will go pro-choice. I'm not voting for either. Yeah. This is not a political thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't like genuinely go to the poll. Both support pro-choice. No, no one gets my vote. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a reality for people that live in New Jersey. Yeah. But yeah. so I, I want people to understand this isn't ideological lines. This issue is, I think, one of the most uh, heartbreaking issues uh, of our time. And so, yeah. again, I celebrate it. But I think as Christians, and, and I'll wrap here, and I've already teased that at once, but I want to push hard here, is people who have had abortions, to love, care, know that God forgives and loves them, yeah. sees them, cares for them. And for people who get pregnant, whether they're married or whether they're unmarried, uh, to care for them, to be the church, yeah. to support causes that will be there to co- to help them, to, to pay for medical bills, to, yeah. to do uh, scans, and to be the church of Jesus, to be generous with our time and our money and our finances, to mm-hmm. be like, hey, um, because I, like I said in the beginning, I can't imagine, you know, Having a baby and not having a a a, a job or yeah. healthcare or um, spouse. a spouse mm-hmm. or yeah. you know coming from a good family yeah. and there are a lot of fear it changes your life yeah, yeah. you know is. it definitely changes your life whether you put that baby out for adoption or whether you raise it yourself yeah and so um, I mean you know even through our time doing youth ministry now we've had leaders and graduated leaders mm-hmm. and have babies out of wedlock. And to, to come alongside and to care for and to pray for and yeah. to encourage. Yeah. And so uh, this is definitely an issue that is a real-life issue. I don't want to get caught too much in the weeds, though. I think there's, there's, there's some nuance here. But for me, as a believer in Jesus and as the Bible being the authoritative word of God in my life, yeah. don't, you don't need to get mad at me. Mm. Go, go, work, go do work in the word. Yeah. If you can convince me out of the word... Good luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's 27 points. Then yeah. do it. But I've submitted my life to the Lord yeah. Jesus and his word. Yeah. And he has ultimate authority in my yeah. life. And so, like I said, I I wanted to deal with that, that topic thing, like I said, because that's really personal to me. I, th- I also think that, like I said, when it comes to the political aspect of it and and the, the, the Supreme Court, I wanted to talk about that because I think it is just so relevant and mm-hmm. there's a lot of noise on on social media right now. But I always think use wisdom, to d- use discernment. If you're going to post something, maybe pray about it. But like yeah. I said, I don't think that people need to be silent about issues like when it comes to this. Like mm-hmm. if, if, if you're a person that posts about issues and causes, then I think this is one to post and, yep. yeah. and, to, to, and to have a voice on. And if you're not, then don't. And that's okay too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be thoughtful and to think about other issues and other people and, and the nuance and, how you, and yeah. what's that? And all the nuances and all the nuance yeah. to it and how you're navigating and who your followers are and what that looks like. And so, like I said, I think it's an it, it's an individual case by case issue and basis. Uh, but I, I like I said, I'll end it here. I think it's I I support and I celebrate the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Yeah. I am pro-life unapologetically. I've Mm. said it on this podcast before, and I'll say it again. And at the same breath, we love people. We care about people. We show people grace, compassion, and ultimately of first importance is the gospel of the Lord Jesus. And that people would repent and believe in him because there is salvation found under under no other name than the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm Yeah, I would just say, too, like, just to remind ourselves, like, our hope is not in a law. Yeah. Our hope is not in an interpretation of law. And, like, even when things are, we celebrate when things are more in line with our view of, like, how God created and things that are more in line with our beliefs as, like, Christians. But, like, you have to remember, too, for other people that don't know Jesus, they may have had a hope in that law. That was their hope. And they're seeing it feeling like it's being taken from them. Mm. So we have to understand we're not asking, we don't, we don't actually care for people to be pro like the legislation. We want the heart. We want the heart to be in Jesus, the hope to be in Jesus. And the only real hope they'll get is going to be in the gospel, not a change in ideology. It's about actually 
Jesus, like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So, I mean, for me, like I did post, but it was scripture. I'm like, yo, that's what I'm standing on. It's not, I, the law, I'm, I'm overjoyed that the idea of like the overturning, because I think it's more in line with, with what God has created us as, but I'm not necessarily saying like, oh, it's great. Like yeah, I want, yeah, yeah. I want them to know Jesus in their heart, not just because it's legislated, you know? Right. Right. And you, the, the, it's, it's a, it's a fruit and root issue. Mm. Yes. And so the root should always be rooted down in the gospel. Mm-hmm. And that's where true transformation happens. That's where true life change happens. And I always think culture will f- uh, flow downstream from that. And so w- yeah. we want to see change in society and in life, but ultimately that's flowing from the root of people mm-hmm. saying yes to Christ and that being their ultimate authority. And so, Leona, that's really good. I think that's – and to understand that, that that when people have their hope mm. in other things, and they're realizing yeah. that, I think, yeah. in, in the rage and in the anger and in the frustration – um, but that's an opportunity for us to go back to the, the, the main thing the f- of first importance, yeah. which is the gospel yeah. Yeah. and that Christ saves yeah. and that he's our ultimate hope. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Great wow. pod. <laughs> Great combo. That's it. That's it. Well, hey, you. Thanks for joining us <laughs> once again. Episode 14 of Youth After Dark. Make sure you're joining us next Wednesday. I don't think we're going to be here next week. We're going to take a week we off. We will be at Are youth to you. I was going to say you. youth next Wednesday, Egg Roulette. Okay. Pod yes. might Youth be. After Dark. We're on spring break. <laughs> Summer break. Well, maybe, Summer break. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe we'll not. see. We'll you see. never know. We'll let you know. Youth After Dark Roulette. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Yeah, that would be fun. Just do something fun earlier when you were talking about giving the inspiration for the sermon idea, I was like, just imagine we have like the, the new to youth wheel and you just spit in whatever topic it lands on. Someone's got to preach on like <laughs> how terrifying yeah, that, that would be. That would be awesome. Five hot nights. That that's that would be year. really funny. We should do that next year. I told Luis that that idea of uh, the the items carrying the presence of God. And he's yeah. like, dude, that idea stinks. <laughs> oh <my laughs> he's like, it's gosh. like, a, what are we what are we talking about? Like an antique store? Like, is that I'm what we're? So talking? Oh my gosh. Or like offering talks, like any topic, you have to figure yeah. out how to make oh it an gosh. offering talk. That's a good exercise. I actually like that yeah. one. That'll be fun. All right, well, youth, we love you. We'll see you next week. We'll see you at church Sunday, 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m. We love you. Be blessed. Hey, church, True North Youth is happening on Wednesday nights right here at our Mullica Hill campus at 7 o'clock. It's from 7 to 8.30, and we really want to cultivate an environment of just relationships and encouragement right here at youth. So no matter where your student finds themselves during the week, whether they have a a good week at school or a bad week at school or they're struggling in sports or wherever they may find themselves, they can come in on a Wednesday night and experience some encouragement, some hope, some peace that they can come in during praise and worship and have a God encounter. And we really believe that when they come into youth on a Wednesday night, they're gonna leave change, empowered and encouraged. So we would love to host your students here at youth. 7 o'clock right here at our Mullica Hill campus. We would love to see them out.